So, I'm here with Nick from Astute Graphics, and um, I just wanted to find out a little bit more uh, about Nick's background. I've known Nick for a good few years now, and we've always had uh, a lot of chat and banter about various bits of technology. Nerdy chat. Nerdy chat, definitely. <laughs> I think too geeky for some of the others in your office, too. Um, but I wanted to find out a bit more about how you got to where you are and the products. So, perhaps introduce yourself, Nick. Tell us a little bit more about Hello. your background. Right. Well, I'm Nick. Nick Vanderwall, if you want the full title. There you go. So, yeah, Astute Graphics. Lots of people start cringing when I start saying, well, it was founded in whatever. But it started a long time ago mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I was about 15. And, yeah, it was a graphic design, let me say company. It was a graphic design one-man band for some time. And so there's been a mm-hmm. little title that stayed uh, with me until it's finally grown now. And oh, yeah. So... But in 2006, didn't stop doing graphic design and just software. It's for graphic designers. So that's so why I just the name. take me back to when you were 15. What sort of things were you doing? When I was 15. I was, we were talking about this earlier, playing with Lego. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I'm probably with you there. <laughs> playing with radio control cars. And uh, for those at all Tamiya fans out there, find out where we got our name from. And uh, yeah, so uh, little kids, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. doing little bits on the side. Um, for, oh, I'm showing my age now, public domain houses. Right. Okay, you remember those discs? You remember those things you stick on computers, they're called discs? Yeah, wow, that, that takes me back. Yeah, yeah, I do. It takes me back. It takes me back to the uh, Acorn computers. So you're doing so graphics? I, so you're doing graphics? graphics now? Yeah, Excellent. I was doing graphics. Wow. So I did um, 3D stuff at the start. Yeah. And then two, got into 2D vector mm-hmm. like crazy. And so that sort of stuck with me. So did that on and off. I was employed in the middle as well, so you can get a mortgage. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I went full time with the two graphics again only in 2010. Wow. So it's been quite a, a meteoric, <laughs> meteoric rise. Have you ever worked for, for anyone else permanently during that time, or have you always been freelancing contracting? Um, I have worked for a few companies actually, different ones in aerospace, in engineering, and uh, security even. So yeah, a few different ones. So in the beautiful wilds of Herefordshire. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's been varied road, and you always learn different things from different organisations. It's always healthy to work for a few companies. Yes, experience I haven't had, sadly. <laughs> well, you work for yourself and things in different ways, but yeah. You... Exactly. No, and I, I, I envy that in some, sometimes. I think it's, it's nice to, for you, you know, to have spent time in other companies. So, you said you, you started in earnest in 2010. What, uh, what, were you, what did you start doing? What was the main thrust of the company then? Well, it's, I suppose, a little bit further back. It's when I was still employed mm-hmm. and set some up on the side in 2006. found um, a developer to develop an idea I had because I, I was forced to use um, Windows and Mac machines, which I wasn't on previously. I was on an, an obscure platform. And um, started to use Illustrator and some things I found fairly, shall we say, now, Adobe may be listening. Fairly frustrating. Um, <laughs> it's all right, Nick. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> great in many ways. Yeah, but great, exactly. I saw huge power. Yeah. I saw huge frustration in certain areas. So one of them was uh, I thought, well, I want to change some colour off the artwork. It's a story I always tell. You know, the marketing director leans over my shoulder after three months of work on a show stand, huge show stand, and says, "Like it? Want it more blue though?" Mm-hmm. Done an Illustrator. Um, how do you do that? You, you can't. So I went. Oh, okay, I'll start again then, if that's what you want. So, then I thought it has to be something better. Yeah, for people who don't know, Adobe um, Illustrator is their vector um, editing package. It's it's very powerful. Everyone probably knows of Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop. 
you know, you Photoshop uh, an image or make someone's head big or do something silly in it. You know, it's a professional graphics editing package. But Illustrator, while widely used, probably isn't so well known by the public. It's their second... No, not by the public, no, true. It's their second biggest product by usage, apparently. And it's as older than Photoshop. It's their really? first design product. Wow, I didn't know that. It was 25, 26 years old now. Yeah. So it is old. Um, and it's used by more, shall we say, hardcore professionals in the design industry. Yeah. So for packaging traditionally, but now for website design and things like that. So. And, and just to clarify, to, um, can you explain what vectors are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that going too deep? <laughs> okay, vectors. You can draw some in vector. And you can blur it up to the size of a skyscraper and it'll still look very clear. Yeah, because you're, you're drawing the points, aren't you? Yeah. So you're drawing um, the points around a face rather than drawing the pixels around a face. Lines and curves. Yeah. It's only made up of lines and curves. Yeah. So. It's, it's, a beautiful, it's, it's a good package in some ways. I mean, I, I used to use it a lot when I was designing websites. Um, it's, uh, it was a fascinating, lots of detail to it. But as you said, a lot of frustrations yeah. when you wanted just to do a little thing, change a, a, mm. a colour, but you're doing across the whole yeah. artboard, really. Yeah. So yeah. you came up with um, Phantasm. Phantasm, and that's so allowed you to do colour adjustment in Illustrator. And it's it's one of those things. It's just when you do it, you think, oh yeah, of course. Why didn't any anybody do this before, especially Adobe? But strange enough, these things don't always happen like that. And it's probably because it's a 25 year old program mm -hmm. that it happened like that 25 years ago. Therefore, it's just stayed that way. Yeah. And irritatingly, other companies have copied that methodology largely. Mm -hmm. So because if you want to make anything that looks like Adobe Illustrator, it has to function like it and all that. I don't agree with that. I think there are other ways to do drawings in Vector. Easier ways now. We've got a sort of different mentality how we use computers now. I mean, I'm sitting next to Ben here who's obviously next to his iPad because if you extract Ben from his iPad, something was going to go wrong. Something bad will happen. Something yeah. bad will happen, yeah. yeah so, and you use it very differently. You use an iPad or whatever very differently as you would a computer mm -hmm. 25 years ago. That's right. Yeah, things so, change. Yeah. And so what, what you're trying to do, or certainly what you started to do with Phantasm, is, is uh, have a tool which links in to Illustrator. So you don't, need to, you don't need to take your graphics that you're working on, take it out, save it out to something else and process it in some way and put it back in. You made it as a plug-in to Illustrator yeah. and it just works. works and so it has to, look, has to look like basically Adobe had made it in the first place. Mm. That was the important thing because when people invest in Illustrator and invest the time to learn yeah. Illustrator, they don't want to suddenly have to learn something completely different. Yeah. Regardless of Illustrator or anything else, if you're doing, say, website design, and you're using a tool for website design, you want to stay in that same environment. You don't want to jump between 500 different programs mm -hmm. to get a website out. Although with website, typically people do. But that's yeah, I point. think that does happen. <laughs> I just thought that's a bad example. But you don't want to. Yeah. The idea is you yeah. want to stay in one environment. Um, yeah, that's the ultimate it. goal. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I think the idea of having plugins which, which support and develop what you do is, is, is excellent because it, it allows you to have a great package, you know, you sort of a, a, a baseline of Illustrator, which you know everyone's got, mm -hmm. And your, your tools then add on to that. But uh, am I right in saying, if I, if I were to save it out and give it to someone who doesn't have the tools, they can still, they can still work with yeah. the file. So yeah. it's, it, you know, there's no sharing compatibility problems. Mm. Now, I'm particularly interesting, interested in how you got there, because you said mm. you just found a developer and you just made it. Mm. Well, that's, that's quite a big thing to do. How did you go about doing that? Because you, you hadn't done it before. I had, yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, that's the thing. In late 1990s, um, mm -hmm. I was very much involved in the Acorn 
ViscoS yeah, uh, yes. operating system. Yeah. Uh, all the Brits go, oh yeah, so they remember that fondly from school days. Yes. All the Americans go, never heard of it. <laughs> Basically, alternative to Mac or Windows, and it became, uh, was it um, ARM? Yeah. So anyway, whatever. There you go. There's a history lesson. Now, now, now pretty much in many of our devices, carry <laughs> ironically, in yeah. your iPad there. So we developed. We myself and uh, this great guy called Simon Burtwistle, who's still friends with, which is fantastic after all these years. And he was a programmer. He developed this Illustrator for that platform, mm-hmm. and I did the marketing for it. Okay. Marketing inverted commas. Um, so I did have experience in software, but before that even. I had a little program made for me, which is surprisingly exactly the same for another vector design program yeah. years and years ago, 20 more years ago, strange enough, called Phantasm. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, 20 years later, it wasn't a completely new idea. No, okay. So you had, some, you had some experience yeah. of um, working with a developer yeah. and concept. Oh, I, yeah. I've spoken to you in the past about a little bit about it, and you know, I think one of your bits of advice was to really um, give a tight brief to the yeah. developer, uh, including visuals if you can about how it how it works yeah um, strange if that changes over time but yeah. uh, when you start working with a developer for the first time if you can do that yeah brilliant you're going to get what you want mm-hmm. typically but when you start i mean i'm now working with uh, the same developers for years now in in the graphics is that they know typically what i want or even better yeah. they know better than me so when they say i want something like this it's a lovely imperious thing to say like, yeah yeah, here it is, but I've done this as well too. And rather than me going, oh my God, what the hell have you done outside yeah. the spec? Mm-hmm. They know, but that's, you can only get that from working with somebody for several years. And yeah. I'm lucky enough to be working with some absolutely brilliant developers who know better than I do. Yeah, they, they now, yeah, they now know exactly what, where, where the products are going. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the products. You've got quite a feature set now. Yeah, we're just about to launch our 11th plugin wow. for Illustrator. So... It's accelerated from four, three years ago. We had one. We're now on eleven. So that is impressive. It's, it's it is. It is impressive. And so, so broadly based, they're all all plugins for Illustrator, but they do yeah. different jobs. Yeah. So you've said a few areas. examples of the, the popular ones. So then the Phantasm with the color one. Then we did sort of the manipulation of those curves and lines. You know, that is the basis of all vectors. Then more effects type things, so you can make lines thicker and thinner and mm-hmm. all that, a bit like banknotes. And then, yeah, my goodness, where do you go from things like colliding in real life, so things can collide together and hit each other in vector. And then, yeah, we've got a nice new toy coming out, which is actually quite new for us. It's more an exercise in, shall we say, user interface, how to get the most out of what you've already got. Yeah. Which is a different approach for us. Oh, wow. So, and it's all very complex maths, which I don't understand, but yeah. it just all works beautifully. So, in in terms of marketing all these products, I mean, you've had it, you've had experience, a little bit of experience before with developers and, and marketing. How do you, how has that held out for you now in today's market? I mean, how, what what sort of interesting things are you doing at the moment? Uh, well, the most important thing is that I wouldn't say I'm a natural marketing person, so you have to get people who know, like yourself, and the. We work with other people as well and uh, consultants and also in-house who know better in terms of marketing. So I do look to other people for advice on marketing, very much so. But in terms of exciting things at the moment, it's just discovering things. It's like we did an analysis recently. We contacted customers individually, um, took you know my colleague a lot of time to write stuff individually to 
each person saying, can you just let us know what you do, X, Y, Z? And amazingly, you know, some people come back and say, oh, love it, love it, love what you do, which is very kind, always lovely to hear. Yeah, we heard from here, we've heard from this, we've heard from that, and, you know, we learned this, etc. And you learn these little nuggets. Yeah. So it's that personal contact. Google is our number one source of leads. Yeah. And I thought it was word of mouth, which is actually number two mm-hmm. for us. But I underestimated, um, well, search, Google search, etc. any search engine. Um, and that is actually our number one. And you get these little revelations every so often. It keeps on changing. You do a test like this one year, and the next year, it's, the whole landscape is changing mm-hmm. no, has. in the world of the web. Yeah. Before I met you, you'd be you'd doing very well. You know, you were selling a, a lot of products. You didn't have quite as many at the time. You had your email blast going out, which in, email blast, because that sounds like such an old term. Um, email newsletter going out on a regular basis, which, you know, and let people know about new products and uh, upgrades to, to products. And you had the website, not much social activity. But since then, really, you've, uh, you know, you've increased the social activity. You're, in, you're engaging in events. You, you, you sort of participate in and support a lot of Adobe user group events in the States, which is where your biggest part of the market is, isn't it? Yeah. For, for me personally, when you engage directly with people, just, just like you said with your colleague who contacted your customers directly, when you engage... On a personal level, not just through a, a blanket email or just mm. from the website, mm. the results you get might be fewer, but they're better. Oh, yeah, you get and stronger. Yeah. You get little nuggets, you get little comments. So, if you have a fixed questionnaire form, people can answer A, B, C. Okay, that's great. So, you can statistically look at that yeah. afterwards. But if you ask them, and if they are inclined to give you free text, you know, you just look at it, and their little sentences sometimes go, I never thought of that. Mm. I would have never asked that question. Yeah. And you just told me something that's worth more than anything else any marketing could actually give you. But ultimately, I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that the product has to be the strongest point. If the product is, is weak, you can do as much marketing as you like where you, you're flogging a dead horse. Yeah. Whereas if the product is strong, people yeah. will come and buy it yeah. anyway, which is true. That's how we survived for the first few years and grew for the first But few you years. need to get it in front of but them. You, need you to. grew slowly because yeah. of that. And, and exactly. as you accelerated, you did more. You got, you got in yeah. front of more people. You were you know, trying a little bit of advertising here and there. And the more you did that, the more yeah. the power of your product was then yeah. helped sell itself exactly. from that point. It evolves. Because yeah. Yeah, at the start, you can do you know, rely on this product selling itself. That's great. But it evolves. It gets to the point where the company demands a regular income because you now have, you know, from myself sitting in a, in a cupboard uh, with a part-time developer about four plus years ago to now having sort of 10 mouths to feed continuously, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But you've got to make sure you've got regular income. And then you can't just rely on winging it, which is a classic approach of mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you've got to then have structures in place. And like I said, social, we've become social. Social media, we started actually this year with a big, big push in social media, real Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, etc. Yeah. Um, presence. And it, you can see the results, you can. Without a doubt, it's, you see a much more continuous, steady stream of visitors, mm-hmm. uh, buyers, etc., customers. Yeah, you do see it without a doubt. So I personally loathe Facebook from a personal point of view but from a business point of view <laughs> it is that. great yeah. <laughs> and I, but I think you know you, all the social activity you could do would have raised the profile a little bit but I think going further than that so you've done yeah. some interviews with um, some, mm. some key designers you, yeah. you, as I said um, Sebastian your sort of evangelist over in the States yeah. he attends lots of 
uh, user group meetings. Yeah. All of that feeds back into into the social media that that then allows it to spread more. I think without that real life activity, you've got not so much to share. I think. Well, yeah, without without content, you may yeah. as well you know uh, go whistle because. Uh, Facebook, Pinterest, you know, Twitter, all they are are post boards on the World yeah. Wide Web. Yeah. If you've got no content, nobody's going to read anything. Um, there's nothing to post up with. No, if there's nothing yeah. exciting, I mean, some of the great things Sebastian's been doing is, uh, you know, if you've got a competition winner or something yeah. like that, he just takes a picture of, of himself with them. Yeah. Well, you want to share that. You, yeah. you want to share that with people on your own personal networks. Nothing to do with Astute on yeah. your own personal networks. But hey, Sebastian's in it with a great big yeah. Astute graphics t shirt in it. Yeah, and slowly but yeah. surely it spreads around it's, it's, uh, it's just lovely it's, it's really a really nice way to do it rather than this sort of um, very campaign heavy yeah. forced messages going out to schedule yeah. that works for certain things but no, not for this you've got to be more natural I mean Sebastian is astonishingly good at you know doing this social side of things he yeah, is brilliant. Mr. Social he, yeah. he, strange enough he says himself he isn't but he is oh, yeah. he, he is. is you know he connects with people yeah. because he's He's honest. He's uh, hopefully like you know all of us in Stu Graphics. We're not natural marketing people as such. We hopefully come across as being honest because we are doing things as honestly as possible. You yeah. know, we do it because we enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. And I think yeah, certainly um, you, you had a trip to the states uh, a couple of years back now and have been going there ever since. That's yeah, your fault, guys. It's my fault. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> you suggested it. That was uh, it. Well, yeah, I think it's a good use of your marketing budget. Um, but that's brought you lots of opportunities from um, not so much your general audience, but but the bigger bigger companies, and you know there's mm -hmm. lots of I think lots of interest going on there. So with all of this, you know all these mouths to feed, all this work going on, how, how do you how do you keep going at it? How do you keep looking forward and plan things? Oh my goodness, I'd love to say I'm a you know I study and read and can give you the latest. I you know I don't you know I don't read a damn thing. Uh, lots of people <laughs> we were just talking about that. just yeah. talking about that. I don't read a damn thing. Yeah. How do you do it? I I know it's probably something you might touch on it, but you know it's sort of what gets you up in the morning, so to speak. Is what I love to see are new tools suddenly appearing from something I had in my head yeah. six months previous. Three months previous, whatever, however long it's taken, you know, two years previous, some of them are big things. And suddenly you see these things exist for the first time. And then it sort of snowballs. You go, oh, if I can do that, how can I do this? I'd love to say I know the marketing plan five years in advance. I don't think that would be healthy. No. Uh, I don't it, think you could. I mean, five no. years is a long time, isn't it? In the software yeah. world. It, it's too long. I mean, you obviously have a plan into yeah. the near to medium term future, obviously, but it's sort of, you get swayed by things, you see something come out, somebody will make a comment, and you go, ah, well, what about that? Yeah. Everything else gets swept aside, must frustrate my colleagues. Everything gets swept aside, <laughs> so, oh, great, I've got an idea. And everybody groans. Is it in your head? Yes. But it's not that you're, you're reactive and you jump from one thing to another, it's just when you see an opportunity, yeah. you're, you know, and I think you're, you're quite good at that, um, about focusing on something and saying, actually, that's a good idea, we'll, we'll put resources into that, and it works quite well. Because, I mean, you're not, you're not one to work late, um, you know, I think you've got fairly. You do sometimes, but you've got fairly good hours. You're fairly, you know, when, when it's you try and shut down at the end of the day and, and focus. There's a lot of people will just work. I'm glad my wife isn't listening to this. Yeah, does she disagree <laughs> with that? Okay, we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> no, no, no. It is. I mean, but any business, regardless, it is going to take more than normal hours. Um, yeah. You can't run a business. Running a business is a very grand phrase, but you can't try and help other people to run the business, uh, shall we say, yeah. you know, and expect to do a normal nine-to-five. It just doesn't work. Yeah, 
Yeah, as I keep saying. As Ben. <laughs> as I know. Not, not, ben is nodding like a... a we'll like move a donkey, not like a donkey figure. We Go should on. move off that. Subject. We should move off it, yeah. Um, okay, so, so to round off, what's, getting, what's exciting you on the web these days? I mean, the, Apple are doing some pretty cool stuff. The Mac Pro came out um, well, just mm-hmm. at the end of last year. What's going on that's getting you excited in technology at the moment? I think the web is evolving brilliantly. I'll give it that. Um, in terms of some, it's got I your seal of approval. It, it has. I, I approve of the web suddenly in 2014. No, it, it is. You sometimes come to websites now, and uh, one or two. One example: uh, Team Gantt, which we use for the Gantt chart stuff for project planning. Mm-hmm. And you use anything well. Blooming heck, actually. Or uh, Google Docs. Yeah. I dread to say this because I actually had to look at it the other day. I don't know why I don't use Google Docs. Anyway, it is like using a normal desktop program Pretty to much, a large yeah. extent. And slick. Slick is a word. They've now got it to such a point that it's actually utterly usable by the mass public. And it is... Everybody's sort of got into a rhythm with the web where we've finally got past... Completely empty past the phase that it's all flowery stuff on the front end. Mm-hmm. It's actually functionality that matters. And it's how it does it so cleanly. And I think that is a massive, massive boom. That, the web, you cannot be there. You still can't do, say, certain people keep on asking me, why do you do Adobe Illustrator on the web? Because people don't work like that. No. The web is for collaborative things, uh, you know, or social things, etc. I think there's also technical limitations at the moment mm. that yeah. you just, you couldn't get it to operate as fast. No. It, it's no. not that you couldn't do it. There are, there are vector tools online, mm. you know, we've looked at them. But no. it just doesn't work as fast. You, you need yeah. to write those in a, in a native language yeah. to them. Well, but not it, prograde, yeah. yeah. It's a bit like the iPad. The iPad, obviously, has, shall we say, has it taken off, shall we say? Yeah. Okay, so... I think it's doing okay. somebody's, uh, uh, Yeah, somebody's bought one. They're making a little bit of money off it. Well, you bought one in the UK. So there's one in the UK. So we've, everyone's got an iPad. That's great. But you don't see pro designers running around with them continuously yeah. doing all their design work. Now, that doesn't mean to say that they're, like, the great Von Glischke, okay, great designer, good friend, and he does his design on an iPad. It was fantastic for the five dollar really? designs that yeah. are just the funniest designs you've ever seen for logo designs. Um, he'll knock one up on an iPad in minutes, and you go, ah, oh, too much talent. <laughs> he wouldn't sit behind it all day to do to do his professional client work. No. Okay, so that's a given. So the web has got its limitations, but it's it's sort of very comfortable. It's a very comfortable standoff point now where. People know where the web finishes and desktop starts. Yeah. And I think everybody's come to realise where that stops and starts now. Do you, do you think that will merge? I mean, start for, for me, it's slowly mm. merging the difference between because you. I mean, certainly on the on the iPad, you've got applications. Well, a lot of the applications are still web enabled, and they they require a connection to collect yeah. data and do stuff. Facebook and Twitter, they're just like that. Do you think that will merge even more and more? Do you think we'll still have this hard cut off? You know, some pro apps will just need to be written in a certain way. Yeah, I think from a, a technical point of view, um, we're a long way off an iPad being able to power. And from a practical point of view, you try and design with, a, well, in my case, a really stubby finger, right? <laughs> you try and design anything with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not a precise input. Um, and it's a slow way of drawing yeah. at the moment. Even it's slow at typing as well. Let's be, let's be honest about it. But it's a convenient way of typing. You can get that... Input, correct. It, it suits a different purpose. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. a mouse and keyboard, um, back in my gaming days, you couldn't beat a mouse and keyboard for, for playing a lot of these, what they call third per- first-person mm. shooters, where you run around yeah. shooting things. You couldn't beat a mouse and keyboard for that because it's a very good control method. It's the same with design. 
the, the mouse actually gives you a very good, accurate control of yeah. where the cursor goes. Yeah. But iPads, you know, they, they, they're for a different purpose. Yeah. You can get a lot of sketching tools for them and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I say, it will merge. Things will change. Yeah, things will change. It's never going to stop. We'll get to, we'll get to the Star Trek days soon enough. Yeah. Okay, so just to round off, Nick, two tips. What two tips have you got um, on anything to do with design, software, whatever you like? Uh, anything, I suppose. I mean, design software, I, I can't just can't give the game away because obviously I know everything about it. Yeah. No, the, the first main tip is that um, <laughs> you don't know everything. You yeah. really yeah. have to uh, admit that to yourself and get people who know better to help you. I mean, whether you employ them, whether, you, you know, like ourselves, you know, mutually sometimes we, you know, help each other in terms of advice, things like that, or you're talking about telling me everything. But... You need to admit it that you don't know everything. So listen to other people. And it doesn't matter. For example, Bowie, who's locked away next door, you know, working hard while we're yapping away. She's the one she, that works around here. She, she is. She's the only one that's working in this office at this moment. True. And um, so she's half my age, which is really disturbing. But what it is is that I don't dismiss the things that she says. Yeah. You know, sometimes, obviously, there is a lack of experience. But that's the same with me as well. There's a lack of experience in certain areas that I do. She will come up with um, comments that make me go, oh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, why don't we do it? It's so bleeding obvious. Why don't we do it? So don't think you know everything. That's tip number one. Yeah, okay, thank you. And listen, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. as, as somebody, yeah. uh, um, an old colleague said to me, he pointed at his mouth and his ears and he said, you've got one of these and two of these. You've got to go switch way around those. And so it's very true. You've got to listen more than you You talk. listen in that, prior, that ratio. Yeah, exactly. Second one, I suppose it's a bit of software, this one, actually. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's often best not to reinvent the wheel. And I'm not the greatest Microsoft lover, but when they did Windows, they weren't the first with uh, Windows icon, icons, mouse and pointer. Yeah. It was a wimp, wasn't it? Yeah. They, they weren't the first with that, but they got it at that point refined um, the best. And they, with the marketing, they got it the best. They, they won that race at that particular time. It's because they didn't reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just refined what they saw, and I think that's very important in everything. You don't have to reinvent it. You have to add. You can't just copy. Copying will just lead you down a blind alley. Yeah. But if, as long as you add something, can be a smaller... Or take something away. Or take, yeah, definitely. Take yeah, I know away. what you mean, though. It needs to be... Yeah. Im- you need to uh, improve it in some mm. way, whether that is simplifying it or making it more complex, depending yep. on how you, how you want it, you know, more feature feature rich. Yep, yeah, exactly. But you, yes, yeah, so you don't have to say, I need to do something completely unique and completely no. different, because that's probably a lot of effort to do that and um, probably very difficult. And you'd alienate people very good. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in about 10, 15 more years ago, I don't know, suddenly you had all these user interfaces that look 3D, especially oh, yes. 3D software themselves. And plugins uh, were fantastic for it. And everything would look alien. Every single time you went to a different program, it would look alien. Yeah. It looked different. You have to start again in your, you know, sort of what you thought was a user interface. Yeah. And that doesn't work. There is something about consistency. And you can actually see that in the, in the iPad quite, mm. quite a lot. You, even though they've radically changed the operating system from um, iOS 6 to 7. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge change. It looks very familiar. Yeah. It, it looks... The same, you know, if you were just to break it down into, into the key, key aspects and have to write it down a list, it's pretty mm. much the same thing. Although yeah. visually, it's massively different. And so they've just done what you've said, which is not to reinvent it. Why? Why? They've yeah. just improved upon it. Exactly. Just little things and sometimes the little changes are the ones that make the biggest difference. Absolutely. Maybe a cliche, I don't know, but that definitely a Cliche, but a good one. So where can we find your website? Oh, all the W's. 
Smells like bingo. Do people use those anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I found a bingo, that's why I like it. Yeah, okay. Astute Graphics, all spelled normally, dot com. Dot com. Mm. And on Twitter? Uh, astute Graphics. Yeah. We're, we're very logical. And on Facebook. And uh, Facebook, pretty much the same. Facebook dot com slash astute graphics he says having yeah. to think about it just search astute graphics astute graphics there yeah, you'll, you'll see you'll see yeah. this poor pitiful company thank you very much Nick thank you Ben